All right. Welcome back, everyone. My name's Aleda. And I'm Miranda. And together we make up the side kicks, 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 kicks. <laughs> and we're back with another installment of Flashpoint. The, the most one. exciting <laughs> installment of Flashpoint. Why is it the most exciting? Because it's the end. Yeah. After today, we will be done with this. <laughs> we're free we are and you are as well so you're welcome uh (laughs) this week yeah we'll be covering the the end of it the end of the we're at the end of the line with it which is it is this week we read m world of flashpoint number three low saiyan the resistance number three superman project superman number three kid flash lost one two and three and flashpoint number five yep Yes, we did. We read all of them. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it today. So, yeah. uh, Miranda, would you like to orient people <laughs> I to where we're at in timeline-wise? would love to orient people. So, where we last left off, everyone is fucking fighting. Billy Batson is dead. Shazam is no more. Um, Arthur, King Arthur of the Atlanteans, has pretty much decided that, fuck it, let the world drown. Um Abin Sor has, uh, as Green Lantern, sacrifices his life in order to get the Earthquake Machine, aka King Brion of Markovia, uh, and in the process he becomes a White Lantern. It's not relevant. We never see him again. Yeah. <laughs> you know who else we never see again? Dick fucking Grayson with in Dead Man. <laughs> yeah. We don't. What was the point of giving him Doctor Fate's helmet? He never comes back. I don't know. Okay. So, uh, so anyway, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> back to what's actually happening. Uh, and everyone who's sort of been involved in like this flashpoint event is meeting up for the final battle on new Themyscira. Um, this book in particular, it's important to talk about like project Superman. So in Superman one and two, it is revealed that, uh, because of shenanigans, Clark Kent crash lands in Metropolis instead of in Kansas. He immediately gets taken possession of by the government. The government has a secret project of trying to, of experimenting with alien DNA in order to create like superhumans, like a create a super soldier in essence. Um, Their very first attempt on that subject zero, who in another life would have been Apollo, uh, basically loses all touch with humanity and becomes like, a monster of the mind, I would say. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then their second sort of major attempt at that is, of course, Kalel himself, who is just, he gets raised in deprivation. He gets raised as a child in a cage, and then now he's an adult, but he's still in a lot of ways in that cage until he gets sprung by Barry Allen, who for whatever reason has took took like one big look around the world and is like, I know what this world needs. It needs a Justice League. <laughs> so Barry Allen um, just kind of wakes up in this new reality. He still remembers the old one. However, his memories are fading. He makes he makes contact with Thomas Wayne, who is the Batman of the Flashpoint universe, because in this universe, Bruce dies instead of like Thomas and Martha. Um, Thomas Wayne, a.k.a. Murder Batman, a.k.a. My Nemesis. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Agrees to help Barry restore the timeline with the promise that, like, 
you know, in this timeline, Bruce is alive and living some form of happiness. Uh, so they team up, they trick Cyborg into joining their super crew because Cyborg is just trying to save the goddamn world. Thomas has no fucks to give and Barry Allen is just trying to figure out what the fuck is happening. They go and attack like uh, Project Superman in order to spring Kal-El. They do spring him and he just nopes right on out of there. Meanwhile, back in New Themyscira, the New Themyscira, AKA Britain, Lois Lane, through was just happened to be in France when the Atlanteans sunk half of Europe. Uh, she gets rescued by the Amazons and then immediately gets conscripted into their army. She is a she's not a member of the resistance so much, but she is working with Cyborg as like a spy behind enemy lines. She's doing like investigative reporter best. She's doing her like investigative reporter best. Unfortunately, her time is running out and. Uh, Lois Lane and the Resistance is just a series of her, like, trying to get away from the Amazons long enough to do something. Yes. Okay, and the Resistance, of course, is led by Grifter for some reason, which, you know, like, he's he is an actual character. I just, I don't know why this book insists upon making him, like, making it out like we're supposed to be shocked and odd that he's here. Like, I don't, I don't, like, to the best of my knowledge, he, he didn't really have main character energy post-crisis, like, prior to this point. So I don't know why we're giving him the main character treatment here. Uh, they they killed everybody else. <laughs> right? They can't. <laughs> Who else is around? Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to make the cricket the main character. <laughs> the cat can marry cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. He never comes back. This is uh, for him. Um, but anyway, uh, Lois Lane makes contact with the Resistance. They're all just trying to do something. Yeah. Um, in theory, the Resistance is trying to get Penny Black to her Britannia armor. Penny Black is a technopath. Yeah. And she's like the Captain America for Britain, basically. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot happening in this book. There's... It's only how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven issues that we read this mm-hmm. this time around, and they packed in so much, and yet yeah. nothing, but still so much. Yep. So like, currently Lois and Penny are trying to get to her armor. The resistance is fighting off Amazons because shock and awe, they've been betrayed. Ooh. Um. There's just so fucking much. Meanwhile, oh, wow. <laughs> meanwhile, the Illuminati, they're not actually the Illuminati. I just don't know what else to call them. They're a global conspiracy of people, like a global conspiracy consortium of like world leaders who have come together and have voted to nuke the rest of Europe in order to get rid of the Amazons and the Atlanteans entirely. This is what's happening in World of Flashpoint. Tracy 13, the daughter of one of like the Illuminati members is basically like no you can't just kill book you just can't just kill like a hundred million people like it's nothing what is wrong with you but she's also 15 years old so she decides that she teleports around the world to get help she does not get help but she does receive wisdom and where we last left off with her she has teleported back to like the illuminati base to try to stop the bomb but oops a daisy daddy is now a warlock <laughs> and I, I think that's all we need to know. Yes. 
so did we, I forget anything? No, I think you did everything. And if you feel like she forgot something, just go listen to it. We recorded all of it for your convenience and listening <laughs> pleasure. So, right. <laughs> uh, no, I think no, but I do think you covered everything. Uh, yeah. So we start with World of Flashpoint, which is the Tracy Thirteen story. Mm-hmm. Let me see. I don't have creatives written. I uh, have creatives. Hold on. Let me t- flip to the right page. Flashpoint. Okay. Uh, World of Flashpoint number three. It was written by Rect Ogle, who is one of the main editors for this event. The artist uh, was Eduardo Francisco. Colors by Stephanie Renee. Letters by Travis Lanham. Edited by Pat McCollum. And assistant editor Sean Mackiewicz. Yeah. Mackiewicz? Yes. But... We enter directly into the action because the last World of Flashpoint ended on the cliffhanger of Daddy's a Warlock. They have a magic battle. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. They do have a magic battle. Her dad has tapped into the dark arts because, of course, he has. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that it does bring up, which we have never had a reason to talk about because we don't really read the magic books yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tracy 13 is what is called homo magi within the within like the world of DC. A lot of the magic people are literally different than regular humans. So like there she's like a slightly different species. It's like um like X-Men. Yeah, like the X-Men. Okay. Like the X-Men are homo superior. She's homo magi. Very cool. Whereas her father does not have a magical gene. So he is forcing his body to do this and it is thus consuming him. Yes. So even with Tracy, like she's used up so much of her magic, even though she is born with it. Um, mm-hmm. She has like scars on her face from just putting her body through like intensive magic use. Yeah. And trying to do like unnatural magic. Like she specifically gets the scars on her face because she tries to resurrect her mom and her brothers. And then death is like, fuck you. Yeah. And like leaves, leaves some marks there. Yeah. Uh, but by the time we do like, come back to her she is kind of depleted of magic because she was teleporting all over the world it was her world tour of trying to get people to help her yeah doesn't happen they have a a kind of sweet like kid parent conversation about like we talked about it the last time we talked about world of flashpoint where i you i felt like the dad was blaming her and you're like no i don't think she is he is and here he like confirms that he wasn't that he was blaming himself but tracy 13 was like well i blame myself because i wasn't able to do it so they just never communicated their feelings and here we are in the middle of a fight yeah uh in the midst of their fight tracy decides because like her dad isn't seeing reason you know he's like no no like he's he is so consumed by like this idea of how fucked up the world has gotten that he doesn't view what he's doing as monstrous you know if it like the i wouldn't even say it's necessarily greater good like type thinking i think it's a lot more of like i want to see these people burn it does not matter what I have to do to get there. And then once these people are gone, then like, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So in the midst of this, Tracy teleports herself to Europe, to like New Themyscira in the middle of the final battle that everybody's in. Mm-hmm. Basically being like, fine, if you're so dead set on this, then like, you're going to have to kill me too. 
Like I'm going to be one of the people that gets hit by the nuke. Right. And that's when they have like their heart to heart and he backs down. Like he, he loves his daughter and he wants to be there for her. And so he decides like, okay, let's, let's stop this. <laughs> but she gets impaled. <sighs> that happens so much. I want to. So many people got shish kebobbed. <laughs> yeah. You're like a, like a kill count, but of just getting stabbed in the back. Right. <laughs> it, at least three times in these last, in the last set of them. Just in the last set. Mm-hmm. Not counting all the rest. Right. Remember, it's like Queen Hippolyta also gets like shish kebobbed. <laughs> yes. It's their favorite means of doing that. But yeah, yeah, so she does get stabbed. And of course, like he, she had talked him off mm-hmm. being destructive, basically. And that's kind of like a, a final straw situation. He's like, you know what? No, fuck these people. <laughs> <laughs> he like kind of hulks out a little. <laughs> yeah. And like lights it up and he's about to just like go ham but tracy doesn't die no she connects with the earth instead (laughs) yeah and the earth heals her yep and she realizes exactly what why she went on like her world tour (laughs) yes (laughs) we get a like flashback of that too (laughs) (laughs) we get a flashback of her world tour and she looks at everybody and she's like, they're all, they're all trying to save the world in their own way, which yeah. again, like the, the writer clearly thinks they're smart. You know, they're trying to be like, it's all about perspective and everyone <sighs> secretly wants what's best. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Some of these people have committed war crimes. Some of these people are they killed Nazis. It's very different. <laughs> you know, the hero of Detroit, the guy that like stopped a floating prison from smashing a city is not the same as the guy that purposefully let loose an earthquake machine that killed a hundred million people. Yeah, they're not on equal footing in that way. Um they no. This is again, once again, who the um with Tracy, right? uh she she's probably my favorite storyline that we get out of all of it yeah but even with this one there's like this like hand like hand-fisted like attempt to like talk about war and like Mm -hmm. the difficulties of war in a way that does not actually work because if this was like the real world and there was like 10 people committing war crimes and then like one person who's like actually just saving people right they wouldn't be tried the same way yeah (laughs) and we have that knowledge as adults (laughs) like we know that the reality like you can't girl it's not the same killing like sinking an entire continent it's not like it's what we do not i think like it's out of it's beyond the pale like it's i think beyond our comprehension because like i i cannot imagine purposefully causing devastation on that level like we have we live in an actual world where arguably the most traumatic thing traumatic singular act any one person has done is drop like the nuclear bombs yeah and even that's unfathomable fathomable like we don't there's a reason we don't talk about the specifics of what happened 
in terms of like the loss of life and the devastation. Right. You know, so like I, I cannot fathom like the sinking of a subcontinent. (laughs) No, I don't think you, you can comprehend it. Like our minds just can't do it because like even with like the pandemic like so many people died and so it's still people are like oh well you know <laughs> yeah oh well and it's like it's a big number yeah everywhere it's, and it's like and arguably like the pandemic because it takes place over such a i mean it's not a relatively long period of time but it is a long period of time from mm-hmm. like human perception mm-hmm. like even then that makes the numbers i think easier to grasp that's true it wasn't like a sudden yeah whereas a, like the things happening in this book like there's they're meant to have happened in an instant yeah and like i like somebody that causes that level of devastation somebody a single person that makes that decision i that's you know other people in this like even even thomas wayne with this disdain that i hold for him he is a single man dropping single people off of rooftops mm-hmm. you know it's not the same like the scales are not the same he is not the same as aquaman even though you could argue that his motivations are very similar yeah <laughs> yeah it, they're different they're, it's a reach and to read it it's like okay like this is the writer like inserting themselves yeah. um da, 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 you know so yeah. yeah it's just it's very like war what is it good for but also well you know they're people and they have hard choices <laughs> right and that's why people aren't always willing to help but like you said some are like murderers and the other ones are like defenders so it's kind of like um i don't know if that's true (laughs) in this case like y'all made them do this i didn't make them do this (laughs) like i didn't create this event and like make the characters do what they did yeah i don't know that it's kind of like a like a uh, like a sidestep like i know but no (laughs) yeah but to get her father to back down, she shares like this this fifteen year old epiphany she has with him. Yeah, <laughs> she shows him all of the people uh, who are just trying to live their lives and struggling and trying to make the world better in their own way. <laughs> yeah, and that's what causes him to decide. You're right. We shouldn't nuke everybody. <laughs> Ridiculous. Right. Yeah. I okay. I guess I would say like with Tracy, she's 15. And like to understand war at 15, I don't think anyone ever ever no. understands war. That's why there's so much media about it and yeah. books and all that. This is like a eight, a 15-year-old trying to grasp why she was rejected by every adult that she went to. Mm-hmm. But it's not written in her voice. It's written in the writer's like thoughts and feelings. So Yeah, it's written like it's this universal truth. And not like this is her trying to make sense of like the hand she's been dealt. Right, exactly. And so yeah, big big daddy wizard over here is like, uh, okay, well, I kind of already set off this the satellite explosion thing, so let me let me fly up into space. So he does, and he does destroy the satellite, and he's about to die. Yep. Um, but she boops in, teleports him out, and then she reveals that she has used up the last of her magic. Yeah. But like she can't, she has burned herself out. She cannot regenerate anymore. Which relatable? <laughs> yeah. 
the exceptional daughter who has to chill the fuck out. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. And that ends that one. Like, yeah. that was kind of like, they had a beginning, a middle, and an end. I did appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do still stand by, like, what we talked about last time when we talked right. about the series. That it, it would have felt more complete if they would have given them, like, two more issues to work through yeah. these things. Well, I think, like, it's... It would have been more complete if it was longer. I also think that, like, I understand that this is supposed to be, like, a flash event. But I think that, like, if this had been the main story that we were centered on and everything was revolving around it, I think it would, this whole event would have been much stronger. Right. There's a few of them that it's, like, they could have just focused on these characters. Yeah. And then kind of, like, had them exist a little bit in the world, but not so brutally involved in this world um mm-hmm. but they didn't <laughs> yeah i okay so dc like dc does have like a history of like these large-scale events that that pull everybody in right and everyone who's currently writing comics kind of gets co-opted into this event mm-hmm. um but i kind of i don't know because like rex ogle is one of like the main editors for a bunch of other books in like this event mm-hmm. which kind of tells me that he probably did have a better idea of like the perspective of it in the grand scale Mm -hmm. so i just i kind of wonder if like a world of flashpoint was his bid for like controlling the narrative of what the event means it might be it might it because it was so big it's kind of like okay well this one's kind of gonna ground it a little bit because we did lose a lot of the details yeah during this event yeah uh, as, as i just i just wonder about that because like you know flashpoint the five issues of flashpoint like that is supposed to be the central storyline right but it doesn't connect very well to all of like the other pieces that surround it yeah i agree and if you notice like jeff johns who was like the primary writer on flashpoint he's not involved with any of the other books so i just wonder if maybe rex ogle had like a little had a had a little bit more perspective on like what was happening with the event in terms of everyone else's books because he was an editor Mm -hmm. maybe i mean i wouldn't i don't think that's too far-fetched of an idea especially if he was editing all these books (laughs) <laughs> he's like oh my god no. we, we had to send all the emails to these people we got lost in the sauce <laughs> like frankenstein what the fuck <laughs> right? oh dude frankenstein whoever wrote frankenstein had no fucks to give they were no. just like i'm gonna tell my little story and if it connects with your event then fine and if it doesn't oh well <laughs> i okay i learned this recently uh-huh so uh crisis on infinite earths we've talked about it a few times we haven't read it on the podcast but that happened in the 80s mm-hmm. and it was a dc wide event because it destroyed the multiverse it sort of and it created kind of the dc timeline okay right? okay uh apparently alan moore was writing swamp thing at the time and he was instructed that he had to participate in the event and so he just said fuck it and and instead of actually writing like what Crisis in Infinite Earths was about, he was just like, no, there's a conspiracy of like these magic people that Swamp Thing is going to fight and they're what's causing it. Oh my God. <laughs> the undermining. Yep. I like it. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, yeah. But, 
<laughs> so that <laughs> that ends anyway the tracy 13 arc yep shifting to back firmly into new Themyscira, the battleground we have lois lane and the resistance number three yeah this one was written by dan abnett and andy lanning uh penciled by christian deuce inked by walden wong colors by hi-fi letters by dave sharp edited by rex ogle yes speaking of <laughs> speaking of the devil mm-hmm Okay, so in Lois Lane and the Resistance number three, uh, this is where we get like super introduced to Britannia. And yeah, like she's been there, but we haven't gotten her perspective before. Right. So it's uh, that's that's the word, the perspective. So she's Penny Black, and she's Britannia. And as Miranda said earlier, she's basically like the Captain America of england the uk so this is kind of like her story a little bit she's like yeah so i got super soldiered uh they took my armor away though so yeah also, like she, I... she gets super soldiered in like an accident uh-huh they like, she ends up on a ghost ship <laughs> oh my god crazy <laughs> <laughs> so we read that yeah um they also like i don't know guys it was it was weird she is funny. The funniest thing for me was she's like, "Well, I can talk about it now because it doesn't exist anymore. Like, I'm not under a secret oath anymore." Yeah. and I can. That's tell the excuse <laughs> for the exposition dump. That is the excuse. She's like, "Well, you know, since I'm not technically a whistleblower because there's no government to whistleblow on." But I want to bring it back. <laughs> right. It was such a weird. It was such. I think like. They wanted to tell the story of Britannia because I'm not sure, but I don't think she was existing before this. Okay. I don't I don't know for certain. I didn't look it up. But they wanted to tell the story of Penny Black, but they couldn't find space to do it in. So they were just like, no, what if we have her like telling a story to Lois while they're running from Amazons? Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. But then they were like, oh, wait, 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 wait. But she was like a, but she was like a, a government. She was like a soldier. Why would she tell Lois all this stuff? <gasps> Boom. There is no more government. Loophole. There is a loophole. Geniuses. Yes. <laughs> Give that man a Diet Coke. Amazing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we are flashing back to the resistance. Mm-hmm. Um. Where we last left off with them, they were betrayed by Mrs. Hyde, which, like, I don't, I felt for her. I felt for her. Like, the moment she says, like, I didn't even join the resistance, that was Hyde. I was like, oh, oh, this is a woman that's getting fucked over left and right. Yeah, I did feel bad for her. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, they kind of get tattled on, I guess. And the Amazonians are like, what the fuck? What's going on? And then, yeah. of course, Hyde pops up. Yeah. And backhands all the Amazonians. Yeah, giving us a funny was... panel. It is. It is. She hits, like, seven of them all at she once. She launches them. Mm-hmm. We have the cricket here. They're fighting. We have... What is the one with the, the face? With the red face? Uh, that's Grifter. Okay, Grifter is there, and he's the head honcho. Yeah. Um they tried so hard to make him relevant. He it is not though. So that sucks for him. Yeah. 
So anyway, uh, it it gives them the opening that they need, and they rally and they're fighting the Amazons. Mm. Meanwhile, Penny Black and Lois go running into the facility because Penny knows that her armor is here. Yeah. So they're trying to retrieve it. If she can just get to her armor, then they can turn the tides against the Amazons. Right. So they're running, running, running. And here's a second kill count of staff through the back. This is with an arrow and it's Artemis, but still. Uh, Artemis shoots Penny. Penny, yeah. With an arrow. And then she's dragging herself to her armor. Meanwhile, Lois Lane decides that she's a reporter, goddammit. (laughs) <laughs> she's gonna she's going to get the scoop she's gonna ex she's gonna write the expose of a lifetime yes she finds old <laughs> broadcasting equipment <laughs> and just so ridiculous <laughs> it is i love it. i love it we don't get an ex- <laughs> she goes like- well because it goes from them fighting like mm-hmm. so penny black gets to her armor right and then yeah. it's like it's time to whoop ass bitches and then she's loads artemis yes and then we see diana and penny black like fighting and then yeah, like next time we see lois she's already at the bro- like the broadcasting room yeah well okay so so they're in like a world war ii bunker yeah um and i think this is kind of a reference to like churchill's war room so Winston Churchill during World War II, he had an underground bunker where like he made all of his decisions and it had like a bunch of equipment in it. Okay. And I think that's kind of a reference to that idea. You know, it's this idea that there's there are all there's all of these old bunkers of military equipment hidden under London. And she just gets to like the 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 radio room of this bunker. She does, yeah. Um history. But yeah, there's a room conveniently placed. And mm-hmm. she starts doing her journalism degree some some honor (laughs) you know what we we all we all have degrees we all have student debt and we're all just trying to find ways to justify our debt with our degrees yeah so this is it right (laughs) so okay as they're fighting penny black oh not penny black excuse me uh britannia is fighting diana and they're fighting and they're fighting and they're fighting and they're fighting and they bring Diana to, like, one of the prison cells. Yeah. So, like, Britannia is just going to rejoin the fight in order to, like, turn the tides against the Amazons. And then Diana just happens to be there. Yeah. Like, but she doesn't know anything. Yeah. Whatever. Like, it's an oopsie-daisy. And so, obviously, like, Britannia engages with Wonder Woman because, like, you know, that's that's the guy. Yeah. That's the general. Yeah. Right? And in the midst of the fight, they crash into a prison ship. Because, by the way, the Amazons just just have giant prison ships on the Thames. And Diana's immediately like, why is there a prison ship? (laughs) And Britannia's just like, what do you mean, why is there a prison ship? This is literally outside your window. Do you not look outside? Right. What the fuck is happening? (laughs) (sighs) We're supposed to redeem, like, Diana. Right. This is where she's like, well, I didn't know this was happening. How? How? Literally, like, it's literally a giant ship. And there's multiple of these ships just on the river. Does she not ask questions? No, she doesn't. Uh, Yeah, so she's kind of like, I didn't know. And then Britannia's like, okay, well, it was done in your name. So, like, I don't care if you don't know. This shit is happening. And that's where, like, last week we kind of covered what ends up happening. She goes to confront Arthur 
Yeah, or she goes to confront her aunt first. Her aunt, yes. And she's like, I know all about the concentration camps. Yeah. <laughs> and then she goes to confront Arthur. Right. And we do cover that in the last episode. Yeah. But yeah, Diana's over here doing like the, the news break of the century. Mm-hmm. Or Lois's. <sighs> oh, sorry. Yes, Lois. Lois's, but the forces are coming in. Mm-hmm. And we're left on the cliffhanger of what happens to Lois Lane, star journalist. <laughs> yes. And we also see that there's a fight breaking out between the Amazons and the resistance. resistance. Yeah. Okay. So we're keeping up for their place in the final battle. Yes. This is it's kind of reminding me of like the um, the five armies at the end of the Hobbit, (laughs) the the battle of the five armies. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. They probably they took it from that. Okay, from there we go into Project Superman 3. Yep. And the creatives on this, we have what says plot, Scott Lowell, Grip Lowell, Francis, Art, Jean Ha, Colorist, Art, Lion, Letters, Rob Lay, Cover, Jean Ha, Editors, Reg Ogle, and Eddie Braganza. And then that Superman was created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Chronologically, this issue takes place after uh, Booster Gold 47. Okay, so Booster's we, left a building. Yes, so it's after Booster has left the building, and we know that because we see Doomsday, and Doomsday has, like, the large furrows in his chest. Yes. Yes. Uh, for this one, okay, as Marina said earlier, the last time we saw Superman, or Kyle, Kyle, he had, like, ran away. He's like, I... Yeah. See the light? Fuck y'all. I'm out. So he deuces out of there. Mm-hmm. From like Project Superman 1, I think, is where we see that like the connection Lois has with with Cal. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, Wait, the, it's the, not a connection. He fixates on her. Well, yeah, but they did meet as kids. Yes. Right? So they And met, then he fixates on her and he and, thinks about her for the next 20 years. Exactly. So kind of romantic. But it's there. it's like the one hope he has yeah you can't hold it against him he's been deprived of so much like you you can't hold it against him at this point Mm -hmm. yeah because he never really does harm either he's just kind of like that was like a good experience that he had so he remembers lois yeah like i that is something that i really appreciated about this um so when he gets sprung the very first thing that he does is he actually does go find her Mm-hmm. right like so he goes in the middle of like Themysir in the middle of this final battle and he is in essence what saves her from all the Amazons that are about to shoot her yeah and then his immediately thought is like like I came here to protect you I came here to get you away and then Lois is just like no I can't leave and yeah. to his credit he doesn't like grab her yeah like that's what I was waiting for I was like I was all ready to be like pissed off <laughs> <laughs> You're but like, that never oh, happens, and I appreciate that. You're not going to respect her autonomy. <laughs> like he's yeah. been obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, so that doesn't happen. Yeah, like that's that's what kind of makes his fixation okay. The fact that he doesn't put his will over hers. And I don't think it's like an in love fixation. Like I didn't see that. It was more, to me, it was more childish. Because like, yes, he's an adult because time has passed. But he hasn't had the experience that would help you become an adult, like a, a grown yeah. up, right? So yeah, to me, 
it was like friendship like oh lois i remember lois lois helped protect me and her mm-hmm. dad helped protect me so i have to go find her and help her now because he is seeing like war like it's not like sunshine and rainbows mm-hmm. um and to me like i never i didn't read in a love story into no. this particular telling of it no no but it was just it was just like a definitely a fixation it was definitely yeah. like she is associated with a, this very traumatic memory for him. And so for whatever reason, like he's just been unable to not think about her for like these past 20 years. Yeah. Um, but of course, cause we can't have nice things in the flashpoint. Uh, so what else did, did Batman and flash free when they, when they attacked the facility? Well, they freed Kal-El, they freed Frankenstein and <sighs> They freed subject zero. Yes. <laughs> and Lois's dad, General oh. Lane. Except he dies two seconds after he's freed because subject zero is like, fuck you, bro, and kills him. Yeah. Uh <sighs> you know, fair, fair. I do that is another thing that I really appreciate. Um like we get I would say we get two perspectives in this book. We get Lois's perspective, like she's one of the thought bubbles and then the other thought bubble is subject zero. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I really appreciated is that from her perspective, like she does, she is sympathetic to subject zero. Like she doesn't, she's, it does not absolve him of what he does, that the harm that he causes, but she's, she's like, I read my father's notes. She talked about like the regret she had for how she hurt how she hurt like one of his how he hurt one of his soldiers mm-hmm. you know this man is just a wounded child that's screaming yeah i i i appreciated that because i think a lot of this flashpoint event has just encouraged us to see all of these characters in their worst light yeah and i do appreciate that there is this moment where we are encouraged to view him as the tragedy that he is yeah mhm i agree but anyway, he but yeah. pops out. Yep. And he finds them. Yep. He's like, I'm about to murderize both of y'all. Don't yeah. care. Yeah. Because he's he's decided that like this monstrous stuff was done to him in like the name of protecting the world. And then he was never allowed to serve that purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think he just kind of decides that like, well, if if I protect the world my way, if I kill all the monsters, then that will have made this worth it. Yes. So a fight ensues yeah. uh, between Callan and Subject Zero. Mm-hmm. And they're fighting and there is there is like speech during it, but it's a fight and then Cal gets a hold of him and doesn't let go. Mm-hmm. And they're fighting, and there's they're fighting. Uh, yeah, and... it's very like Michael Bay explosions, destroying yes. landmarks. Yes, <laughs> lightning, blue lightning, red lightning, all the lightning. Yeah. Uh, there's like a final act that Lois is like setting up a gun to try to like shoot them. Mm-hmm. I to me, it's unclear if she shoots them or if Cal just like overpowers him. But there's like an explosion that happens. And he does beat Subject Zero, but mm-hmm. because this is the flashpoint, Lois also dies. 
Yeah, well, because low or because Clark, he command like he does like the Kaleva, like yes. Dragon Ball Z style makes an energy ball and yeah. blasts Subject Zero. And and Lois was not far; she was like ten yeah. feet to the left, so she also gets kaboomed. Yep, I, I mean, and you know, she's the writers know what they're doing. Yeah, she literally comments, "Oh, so cliche." <laughs> Like, she knows she's being fridged, which yes. does not make it better. Yeah. <sighs> so she does die. Yeah, and she basically gives the Uncle Ben speech of, like, you have to help people, not because of me, but because it's the right thing to do. Like, she, in essence, she is this close to saying with great power comes great responsibility. Right. They're like, okay, well, that's, like, that belongs to the, the rivals. But basically, yeah. same idea. <laughs> And we get a little bubble, it's like, and he became Superman that day. Oh, uh, that's that's the one moment, that's the first moment we get his perspective. Mm-hmm. It's his thought bubble. It's, my name is Cal. Today I must be a Superman. Oh, it ends there. And then we mm-hmm. hop into Kid Flash. Lost. Yep. Number one of three. Okay. Yeah, I just, Lois Lane gets fridged. Lois Lane gets fridged. Yeah, I got, I did get a text from Miranda because she was like, oh, I like this one. And then like 10 minutes later, she dies. I don't think it was 10 minutes. It was less than that. I was just like, uh, yes, <laughs> I'm sorry. Because <laughs> that's where yeah. I stopped reading. And then like I stopped reading and then I took like a day break and then kept reading. But I was like, okay, I'm just going to stop for a second because I'm over it. Keep killing that's- everybody. Fuck it. She had her own book. She had her own, it was called Lois Lane and the Resistance. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't make it past the Superman one. No. Nope. Gosh. Fucking hell. Like, it. Mm. Oh, oh. Cause like, cause she died, she dies to give Superman motivation because it is her death, her dying words, and her, like, her, her belief that, like, she had a responsibility to do what she could to help, to help people. Yeah. Right. That's ultimately what ends up motivating him. Right. She dies so that his character can progress. Right. Urgh, rage. Rage. Rage quit. Rage quit the event. <laughs> <laughs> I was so angry. Whenever you think Flashpoint is going to be better than your last experience, they bring it back down. It's like I it was it was a good issue before that. Like Project Superman as like a series was not good, but like Project Superman number three was pretty good i enjoyed like i enjoyed the art i enjoyed um sort of the the balance that we had between subject zero's perspective and lois lane's perspective i enjoyed that like clark was you know drank his respect woman juice yes you know he wasn't like enforcing his will over her to protect her like it was very much like they were both equals in that moment in like that little interaction that they had mm-hmm I, I I was in I was fucking here for it, yeah. and then they and then they fucking fridge her, and they know that and Francis and they know that they fridged her because they make commentary about it. Yeah, I think if that like if that hadn't happened, mm-hmm. Project Superman would have been a good thing to come out of Flashpoint, even though like it is riddled with suffering. Mm-hmm. If it would have came out with them just kind of being okay, like the Tracy 13 one, like they did kind of have a happy ending. Like, yeah, they're not magical, but they have each other. Yeah. And if Lois would have came out of this alive, 
it would have been worth something. Like, I don't know necessarily what, but it wouldn't have been like, oh, well, you know, like his life sucked. And then the one person he cared about, fixation or not, mm-hmm. gets killed also. It it didn't have to be that. Yeah. like It could have been like the power of friendship. <laughs> it right? Like been it's, something it else. It, it's I understand he needed like he needed to be motivated to want to help people because right now like he's just been in survival mode his entire life but I do think that could have came from like a conversation like it doesn't have to be death although comic book places comic books always like fuel yeah. with that that's why like what Stacy dies you know what I mean like yeah. yes they are soap operas thank you that is what it is um but I personally I believe he Cal as a character could have gotten there yeah i think he was on like his way there yeah like they were having a conversation about it when subject zero interrupts exactly like it would have been like you're you have the power to help this Mm -hmm. not end terribly please help us yeah and then it could have been you know like healing from there but no we had to kill someone so no (laughs) here we go and here's another one flash (laughs) kid Kid flash Flash lost. lost One, two, and three. Yeah. It was written by Sterling Gates, penciled by Oliver Nome, inked by Trevor Scott. Uh, some of the pages were done by the artist Scott Collins and the third issue. Colors by Brian Bucolato. Letters by Desi Santi. Assistant editor Kate Stewart. And the editor was Joey Cavalieri. Yep. Um, Do you want like a refresher of where bart allen was before hot pursuit yeah (laughs) yes okay so uh this all of this this entire series nothing in the flashpoint matters to it this is directly uh following what happens to bart allen in like flash reborn number 12 i think Mm -hmm. might be number 11 i don't remember it's been it's been three months it's been yeah i don't i can't remember don't bother me with the details (laughs) (laughs) but it did happen Uh, it did happen Uh, but anyway um if you if you recall in like the flash episode in the flash episodes way back all the way back to episode one um there is a barry allen from another universe called hot pursuit who is basically a time cop Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and he's trying to track down whatever the anomaly is that's about to break like the main continuity universe. Right. And the we know that that like anomaly is Ebot the Wan. But he thinks it's Bart Allen because Bart Allen is technically a time anomaly. You know, he's from the 31st century and he's living in the 21st century. So right. he gets zapped by the time gun. Mm-hmm. And that in essence uh sends him home. Yeah. <laughs> Only and that's that's where this episode kind of opens up um before we get there though hot pursuit does get murderized by Ibadwan, and that's really all you need to know yeah so we start in and imagine my confusion when we start in with hot pursuit because he was yeah. dead <laughs> but it's a new hot pursuit it's a lady hot pursuit and we know yeah, that you know because... she's a lady because she's got the boobs <laughs> the boobs and she's got the curves and all of her poses right i are just titties I love, I love like the conceit of this uniform. This was Hot Pursuit's like original uniform. She didn't like sew a new one, right? This uniform that fits like, I don't know, like a, like a a man, Mm -hmm. like Barry's not super big, but he's got muscles. At least he's got calves. Right. 
Like this uniform that was skin tight on him is somehow also going to be skin tight on her. And Patty is presented as like a small woman. Yes. Like she is uh, a petite woman. Yes, she is. And all her poses are like sexy power poses like this one yes you can see it uh how do we take off of helmet you pose obviously right well you have to like press out your hip to hold it you do and you have to hold it over like over your head so you can just show off your curves anyway yeah so hot pursuits back uh it is penny patty 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 spivitz never remembered her name damn it and she came back no <laughs> i don't think anybody expected this uh, yeah well she's back and like it's kid flash and kid flash is having like reoccurring like nightmares in essence yeah so when we open up with kid flash like he's he's in a reality where like he's just trying to have a conversation with barry and barry is just like screw you kid you suck <laughs> yeah and he's and like it's it's sad it is so sad he okay this it's three issues of this boy being rejected by barry allen yeah his grandfather because he keeps calling him grandpa yeah, i mean because he's his grandpa well yeah but you know it's not Do you need me to get the powerpoint i can get the powerpoint no 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 <laughs> i'm okay with the without the powerpoint but it's just one of those things like it's not just barry it's his family it's his grandpa telling him like you're never gonna be fast enough you're in the way mm-hmm. get out of the way um yeah, so, yeah and, it sucks and he's I mean, a kid. The, this is a bart allen who you know he does get passed around by people mm-hmm. like it's his story up to a certain point is really is just people like trying to mentor him and then being like i can't deal with you right now like i i need you to go yeah yeah <laughs> so you know trauma yeah and then meanwhile his grandpa who like he was sent back in time to see yeah like he gets sent back in time like he's raised in like virtual reality he's got like this rapid aging thing and then he gets sent back in time in order to fix that problem Mm -hmm. because that was a problem that i believe also wally west was experiencing when he was kid flash Mm -hmm. right and so he's sent back to be trained by his grandfather but this is after his grandfather dies right and so instead he's left with wally who doesn't quite know what to do with him like they everybody meets well you know, I I sound super harsh, but like every all these characters, they do mean well with Bart. It's just he's got a lot of problems and they're not they're not really qualified to deal with all of them. It's true. He is a super person. Yeah. And they're very unique things like I wouldn't know how to. No, I'm like, yeah, yeah. bro, I we need to find someone with the doctorate to take care of your ass because what? <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you mean you're eating all of my food? Get out of here. Right. <laughs> so expensive. Then, like he ends up with like Max Mercury. And the reason he ends up with Max Mercury is because um, like Max gets described as like the Zen master of the speed force. Of course he does. <laughs> so he just basically, he gets sent to the person with the most chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's really hard. And then his grandpa comes back to life and is trying to readjust to this new reality that he finds himself in and then bart is just throwing so much at him of being like love me why don't you love me can you love me (sighs) 
Yes, he is kind of annoying, but he needs love. He's a kid. He does need it. And kids are annoying. Adults are annoying. So kids can be very annoying sometimes. Yeah. They're sweet, sweet little beings, Mm -hmm. but they need what they need when they need it. So it's their timeline, not ours. Yeah. So like this is, it's it's just three issues of him just being rejected by Barry over and over and over over again. again. Yep. (laughs) But anyway... Bart has like the realization of like, you know, something's not right here. <laughs> Something's not right. Something's really, really Something wrong. wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can do it. Gotta dance. <laughs> but you know, we can do it. <laughs> Something's gotta go. Go. <laughs> Creme brulee. Stick to what you know. Yes. Uh, But yeah, he's like, "Mm, something's not okay. Like, something's not right. I don't remember if it's in this one, but he's kind of like, ah, that light post wasn't there, and that couch wasn't blue, and that was business wasn't there. And he, like, realizes that the reality is a little skewed. Yeah. He Um, realizes he's in a simulation. Yes. (laughs) He just, like, matrixes out of there. Yes. And it's Brainiac. Yep. It is revealed that he is in the 31st century, his home timeline, but it's wrong. Yes. Because this is the consequence of the Flashpoint universe. Yes. Everything is awful. Yep. Brainiac has taken over the world. Yeah. (laughs) And he had Kid Flash in like a subdued state, just living a very sad dream world reality. Yeah. Like, what was the point of that? There was no point. There was no point of it. Like, I didn't understand why Brainiac even needed to capture him. I guess because, like, he would try to fix things. No, it's because, like, Brainiac uh, is trying to study the Speed Force because this oh. is a universe in which the Speed Force doesn't exist. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, okay. because, like, it's it's Flashpoint. And you remember, like, one of the things in Flashpoint is that Barry Allen was never struck by lightning, mm-hmm. right? And so this is ostensibly a universe where the Speed Force doesn't exist. And yet there's all of these time anomalies that just keep popping up. And so he's trying to study them. Okay, so he's just... Uh, uh, is he a villain? Like, yeah, he's, he's a villain, villain. but... Yeah, but Brainiac's a villain. He's matrixing people. Well, but he's trying to figure out what's wrong. Well, he's not trying to... Okay, so he's not trying to figure out, like, what's wrong. Like, like it's an oops-a-daisy. Like, he's trying to figure out what's wrong in terms of, like, oh my gosh, these guys can time travel. Yeah. yeah. What if I could time travel? He is a villain. He would do the worst if he figured out the speed force. Um... But Hot Pursuit comes in too, because they're they're kind of like uh Yeah, because Hot Pursuit was also captured. Yeah. And she helps get him out of like the Brainiac encounter. Mm-hmm. And they zoom zoom out of there, but the fucking bike is still kind of broken, so <sighs> Yeah. They can't fix everything. So like the bike is broken, they escape Brainiac, um, and then Kid Flash re- recognizes that like, oh shit, like I don't have my powers. And also, I'm not being protected by from like the timeline anymore. I'm disappearing, like, like back to the future. It's just like back to the future. Like his hand is starting to like flash in and out. Yeah. Uh, so that leads into the second issue. Yeah. Um, I will say I do like the colors in this one, but I just like pinks, so it makes sense. Did you know there's a pink planet? What? There's a planet that's pink. No. Okay. 
I don't know any other details except that it's pink. It was at the local college. They had like, they have a planetarium and there was like fun facts. And I almost took a picture and sent it to you. Like, this is where the gems live. <laughs> this is where the gems, what? Um, well, I'm Googling. I dropped knowledge and had not enough knowledge to drop, except that I remember it. I, I saw it like two weeks ago. Sapphire planet. Yes. It's a magenta colored planet. Oh my gosh, it's so pretty. It's named Gay or not Gay. It's G. <laughs> it's the Gay Planet. <laughs> it's the Gay Planet. <laughs> I'm claiming it on behalf of the queers. <laughs> oh, I love it. The rainbow flag has been planted. No, it would be a better planet <laughs> than this. But it's named uh, GJ five hundred four lowercase B, which I I feel like we could do better than that. AKA Gem World. AKA Star Sapphire World. <laughs> right? AKA Star Sapphire. AKA Carol Ferris. AKA, right? All the cool ones. Yes. Uh, uh, it's yeah. made of pink gas. Yeah. So it's a giant gas planet that the gas just happens to be pink. So cool. Now you know, everyone, there's a pink planet. And it's four times or larger than Jupiter. A magenta planet. Yes, it is very big. It's very big. Oh, it's so pretty. Mm-hmm. Oh. Again, again, how I... so, you know, one of the benefits of being a scientist is you get to name discoveries, right? <laughs> like, that's one of the benefits. Like, that, yeah. there's a reason why diet, why like elements get have weird names and why yeah. dinosaurs have weird names because the scientists who discover them, they get to name them. Yes. Right. And, you know, with dinosaurs, you have a lot of scientists trying to sound clever, but you also occasionally just have dinosaurs that are having fun or like scientists that are having fun. <laughs> I I don't understand if you're the scientist that discovers uh, GJ 504 lowercase b, how do you not name it? I would have called it the Pink Panther. <gasps> oh, the Pink Panther. Oh, that's good. It's only because I didn't know about Gem World, right? Right. Wow. I. It's just how. How do you find a planet like that and then just just give it a classification name and not like a fun name? Nerds. (laughs) This is why we need women in STEM. Brainiac. It was fucking Brainiac. (laughs) Brainiac. Ooh, he does. He also has a pink aesthetic. See, I'm saying. Well, yeah. Anyway, there is a pink planet. It's very cool. Or magenta planet. Um, uh, back to magenta. I do like the coloring on this one because there is a lot of pink. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's a pretty color. I do like the pink and teal like pairing. Yes. It's it's nice. It is. It's really pretty. Uh, okay. But sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Distractions. Done. Back to kid lost. Kid flash lost. Yeah. So anyway, they escape. Um, and then they're trying to come up with a plan because... The gas tank of her motorcycle has, in essence, been taken out because Brainiac is studying the temporal energy. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, like, the bar is rapidly disintegrating. Yeah. So they realize, like, if they are going to, if they are going to make a bid to go back in time and fix things, they need to do it now. Yeah. Uh, and so Bar comes up with the plan of, like, I'm going to, like, like he comes up with the plan of basically being, like, Patty... I'm a video game master. I'm so good at Roblox. <laughs> yeah. I I have the battle pass. 
I'm so good. <laughs> you don't understand. I do speed runs. <laughs> I'm Diamond League, okay? <laughs> yeah. I'll be killing it yeah. in these streets. <laughs> right. I'm so good at video games that when he puts me in puts me into like the um the virtual reality, I'll break the code. <laughs> so yeah, because that's how being good at video game works. <laughs> To be fair, to be fair, Bart Allen was canonically raised by video games. Okay. And they do state within the book that, like, the people that were in charge of, like, his simulation had to constantly update it because he kept outthinking it. Dang. Okay. He is smart. Yeah. He is funny, too, though. Like, this, I did like how they wrote his dialogue. Yes. He gets, like, kind of, like, captured or, like, he's being attacked by, like, a orb thing and he's like, Dr. Ball. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that made me laugh. Because um, yes, <laughs> Bart Allen is a delight. I I enjoy him whenever he pops up. He's a funny kid. Like, he's a funny character. Yeah. So he also part of like getting recaptured and like breaking the video game is kind of like he like Brainiac stabilizes him so he doesn't like disappear, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, well, I was already safe there. Like, let me just go back, and I'll break the game. Yeah, that's the plan. So he breaks the game. He like reprograms all of Brainiac's systems to get Patty in. <laughs> yeah, and then He's... they're just struggling to get the ball of temporal energy to put in her bike. <laughs> oh, right, and then they finally do get to it. And what happens, Miranda? Number three, she gets fucking impaled. <laughs> she gets impaled. Yeah, through the back. So uh, many people. <laughs> so stabbed. They do get the little Orby ball. Uh, and he's able to run with it, like he gets it, and now yeah. he's like, I'm so kachow, <laughs> kachow." <laughs> he's Lightning McQueen in it, <laughs> with all the other movie references that like the writer made. I'm so surprised that we didn't go with a kachow. It w- Dizzy would fucking sue, <laughs> right? <That's> or <laughs> speed. I am speed. speed. <laughs> I feel like I should watch Cars. Um, <laughs> But that brings us into issue three of Kid Flash Lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is now in, he is existing within the timeline presented by the Flashpoint universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is running in the Speed Force. Um, like, ostensibly, he's trying to find Barry so that he can help him. Right. right? But the Speed Force is taking him to all so- all sorts of, like, weird pit stops. Mm-hmm. It is. It's another, like, grand tour of fuckery. <laughs> Yeah. And um so I had a conversation with my dad cuz mm-hmm. he cuz he listens to this, right? Our yeah. biggest fan. Ah, Mr. Yeah. Miranda's dad. Long time <laughs> no shout out. How you doing? I hope yeah. it's good. But he's like he every time that I've said like I haven't read something, he like went and checked in like his boxes and he's like, "No, I bought it. You read it." <laughs> I just I barely blocked everything from my memory. He's the fact fact checker yeah i did so, do this tiktok and it was like me re-watching things because my power for getting everything yes. <laughs> allows me to like re-enjoy things. it does it does so but apparently i just blocked the entirety of flashpoint from my brain uh but i do remember uh this particular panel because i remember thinking that like Mac, i didn't know who max mercury was at the time uh-huh and I remember thinking, like, he looks like General Custer, but with fancier boots. He does. It is very, they're like back in the back days. Uh, yeah, it's like 1889. Texas. Yeah. 
and it's Maxwell Crandall. Yep, Maxwell so Crandall, who would Wind later become Runner. Max Mercury. Yeah, aka Windrunner. Yes. I remember being so confused because I was like, why are there cowboys in here? Is like Jonah Hex going to show up? Because that was the only cowboy that I knew. I was also confused. So I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> the last time we left, it was fucking Wally. Not Wally, uh, Bart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, Bart pops up and he murderizes Max on accident. So bad. He like touches him and like the speed, speed force is like, we got to take that one up. Yeah. Gotta collect his speed, his speed, speediness. Yeah. So, like, um, in essence, what is happening to Bart is the speed force is taking him, um, like throughout time to visit all of like the would be speedsters. Mm-hmm. So, like within the Flashpoint timeline, because Max Mercury's speed is not doesn't become based on like the speed force until later. So he, in essence, takes Max Mercury's like potential. Oof. Um, and because Max Mercury is already a, like a speedster, although like not like a flash speedster just yet, it kills him versus Jay Garrick, <laughs> who he just like, he just touches and he takes the potential for the speed force, but before he had the speed force, so he doesn't dead. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole thing. It's, I It's very like a fake science. Yes. Like, okay, we're just gonna like give you a like a who's who of the speeds force right now. Mm-hmm. So you see Jay, you see Windrunner or Max Mercury. We do see Iris. He has a conversation with Iris. Yeah. Which I mean, like poor lady. Yeah. But okay. Uh <laughs> yeah, because like he he ends up at like Wally's grave because he has to take the remnant from Wally. Yeah. And Wally, if you remember, uh got murderized by Citizen Cold. Yes. So, like, he does have, like, these conversations. And then, meanwhile, this is intercut with him being stuck in the Speed Force being shown, like, all of this crazy stuff that's happening. Yeah. And I just would really like to say I really enjoyed the art in, like, the Speed Force panels. Yes, it's very, it's like a like a, a rainbow, but not primary colors. Well, no, I guess I don't know. It's like, it's like different hues of the rainbow. Yeah, uh, it's and like it's just kind so of pastel-y. Pretty. Yeah. It's pretty, and it's like within a like lightning bolt in some of the panels. Um, yeah, so it's like, pretty. He sees, he sees the universe as it was. He sees the universe as it has become. He sees his own life, and then he sees Barry's life because he mm-hmm. has finally started to run to Barry. Yeah, right. Uh, and like in a, in the midst of this, he. He gets a conversation that, like, he overheard. Yes. Right. Like, he yes. gets the conversation of, like, Barry and Iris talking about him. And, you know, Barry, from, like, what, uh, from what Bart heard, it was, like, Barry doesn't, doesn't know him, doesn't trust him, doesn't know how he feels about him. hmm And Iris is, like, he's, he's a fucking kid. Like, get over yourself, basically. <laughs> Yes. Like, she says it much nicer. Yes. But it is, in essence, like, you are a 35-year-old man. Like, you can't you can't treat a 15-year-old like this. Like, what's wrong with you? Right. <laughs> um. So he does catch up to mm. his grandpa. Yeah, and that's when, like, Barry pops up and he's like, he reassures him. 
Finally, finally, Bart gets the emotional validation. That he needed, yeah. Just in time to die. Yes, because he turns to, like, the white flash and then, shoo. Yeah, us. it's the thing that happens to speedsters um, is they get, like, they get consumed by the speed force. Mm-hmm. Like, that's their that's their version of the afterlife, right? And so he delivers all the remnants of the speed force that he's been collecting to Barry to help him make this final run. Yeah. And then he gets consumed. And I I really enjoyed this particular panel because this was uh, echoing the panel in which um, Barry Allen gets consumed by the Speed Force back in 1986. Yeah. Yes. Yes, this is. I remember you showed that to me, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's it for Kid Flash. Yep. <sighs> Can't so have nice... like. Things. I cried. I I cried. I, did I had not. to take a break and collect myself. Yeah. That's fair. It was sad. Yeah, because it was like it's like you said, this was three issues of Bart feeling rejected. And then he gets like this moment of emotional validation. And then he talks about how he's at peace with what's happening to him. Mm-hmm. It's very grown up of him. Mm-hmm. Uh it's on par for all the dumb shit we've had to read for this where it's like we've there's a short story called mm-hmm. the short happy life of francis mccomer okay and it's basically like this guy who's unhappy and like finally he does what he wants and he lives in that like 15 minutes of like fame or like elation and then mm-hmm. he dies like really quick after that and part of the thing like i think about it i read it in high school but i think about it because it's like this whole like unappreciation of your life and the good things that are happening and it's only till you hit a certain marker that you feel accomplished and you're happy about it yeah with with um art it's not necessarily like he's so unhappy with his life because of who he is it's more like nobody cares about me and he's been like this like that was done to him right he didn't create this yeah instead of him being unhappy with his life it's other people who are unhappy with the person he is exactly and that's what he's feeling and in the the flashback that we see that he's overhearing that's what iris is like trying to communicate with um the flash uh barry because she's like it's not about what you're thinking it's about his feelings like he doesn't feel valued he doesn't feel like you care about him you're you're withholding that from him mm-hmm. and for him to finally get that validation like out external validation and then give himself his internal validation of like yes i am enough and i'm enough to give it to my my grandpa for him to go and finish this fight it's such yeah. a beautiful like thing it just sucks because it's been marred by like tragedy the entire time there is no like emotional reprieve for the reader um for whatever reason, I didn't cry about it, but I feel like a monster. I was like, I should be really sad because this is this is really sad. But You're I'm just fine. so tired of me caring about these characters. I think halfway through, I was like, I can't care about them because yeah. if I care about them, I'm gonna be destroyed by the end of this. Yeah, that's that's fair. Like this, this event really is like it, it does. I think give you fatigue. You know, just because like there is so much violence in it and there is so much death. And then every single time you are encouraged to connect like emotionally with a character, they get impaled. 
Yes. It's literally <laughs> impaled too. It's like they saw it once in a movie and they're like, this is it. This right? is how we kill everybody. It's, <laughs> it's, it's the, the best back. way. It's the most shocking way. There's no other way. It shocks everyone. Three times, y'all. Shut up. It happened. <laughs> in just what we read this week not counting every other book absolutely right Rainer. absolutely right people get stabbed in the back all the time impaled all the time shot through the back all the time it's just like (laughs) i can't keep giving myself to these characters but they did do a good job with the kid the kid flash loss thing like it does it does hit a certain part of like once again and the thing is like we work in education so like you see it yeah. Like you see kids kind of struggling with this. You see so kids s- like this all <laughs> like the time. I do. Yeah, all the time. You do because yeah. they they're kids and all they want is external validation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a good one, and it was sad. I think I was just, I'm burnt out by it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's, fuck. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But, but I appreciate you for still having a heart and feelings. <laughs> I listen. You don't have to validate my feelings here. I, I will validate your feelings. What? Because it's true. Like that shit is sad. <laughs> that shit is I so feel sad. everything so strongly right now. Like I don't know what's wrong with me, but like I cry Nothing. at like commercials right now. Nothing like, is wrong with you. Living is hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and sad things make me sad, and that's normal. <laughs> you know, like. People will make dumb TikToks like talking about something and I'll just be like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's just where I'm at right now. Yeah. Uh, Yes. So we are, you know, we're closing that chapter. Going into Flashpoint number five. It all changes here. Yeah. Just the (laughs) subtag. I mean, Uh, literally, literally, uh, this is, this is what launches the new 52. Yeah. It should have been the last one. (laughs) Because this one's just, we'll talk about it. So the writer was Jeff Johns, penciler Andy Kerbit, Sandra Hope and Jesse Durple Dang were the inkers. Alex Sinclair was the colorist. Nick J. Neapolitano is the letter. These are all the names we struggled in last week, I swear. The letter. And then the cover was by Andy, Sandra, and Alex. Uh, Kate Stewart was the assistant er- editor. Rex Ogle was the associate editor. Eddie Braganza was the executive editor. So a lot of folks on this particular one. Yeah. Clearly, because it's like the, the big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we open up with where we just left off. Um, Billy Batson has just been killed. We are in the chaos of like the final fight. And uh, reverse flash, like Ebod Thwan, Professor Zoom, whatever the fuck you want to call him. First stupid of his ass, name. Dumbass. Right. <laughs> dumbass. Hey, stupid ass. Stupid ass. Stupid ass bitch. Uh, the, the worst coworker in existence. <laughs> he sucks, dude. Ugh. Everyone has an office Ebod. Oh, my God. The office nemesis. This guy took it too far. Yes. Uh, anyway, he pops up and he's just here to, like, rub flashpoints in the Flash's face. Yeah. Right? So, like, they're having a fight. But the entire time, like, Ebod is just, like, or, like, Barry's yelling at him, like, you, why did you cause this? What did you do? And he's like, did I? 
What did I do, indeed? Or was it, in fact, you? He's <laughs> a fucking bitch, bro. Oh, I want to punch his ass. Yes. He's, yeah, is- he's such a dick. He's like, this is your fault, Barry, because you existed. <laughs> so I had to exist. <laughs> so he you're a piece that. of shit, Barry. <laughs> but he's also like, what did I do to cause this? Absolutely nothing. Don't you remember, Barry? Ugh. <laughs> uh. He's and so that's when stupid. we get the twist, the twist of this goddamn event. It was not Ebot Blonde that changed time and broke the universe. It was, in fact, Barry Allen the whole time. Belita, <laughs> was this a twist for you? No. They've been telling us the whole time. It's Barry's fault. It's Barry's fault. It's Barry's timeline. He missed his mom the entire time. We read anything that related to him. Yeah. Was it a twist to you? I don't. I don't. I I remembered this from the last time I read it. I don't remember. If, I don't think it was a twist, but I don't know. I'm also very gullible, so it probably could have been a twist. I don't know. Me at like 12 years old might have been like, oh, mic drop. I don't remember. Yeah, I guess even I didn't necessarily see it as a twist because I was just like, this is the most comic book shit <laughs> ever. Right? Like, of course, of course, he went back to try to change time. Of course, like they try to save their family. Look at Batman. Every Batman we've gotten, he would have gone back <laughs> and changed shit. Thomas is currently only helping to go back and change shit. Not yeah. shocked. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Anyway, yeah, Barry Uh, Allen went back to try and save his mom and was a wrecking ball through history. Yeah. Because butterfly effect. Yeah. Because he was selfish. Yeah. But this did do something for Ebod. This disconnected Ebod from Barry's timeline. Oh, of course it did. Because remember, way, way back in like reverse flash, flashpoint, we got the whole commentary about it doesn't matter how much he hates Barry, he can never actually do anything against him because Barry Allen needs to become Flash in order for Ebot Blonde to become the reverse Flash. What? Like they cannot exist without, like he cannot exist without Barry Allen. What was the point? What was the point? <laughs> Because there is zero payoff. Because two seconds later, what happens to him, Miranda? For the fourth fucking time? He gets impaled! He gets impaled! So does it even matter that the man can exist without Barry? No, because we didn't see shit about Ebon, except that he was an asshole that was dependent on Barry, and the whole reason he existed was because of Barry, and he's just pissed off about it because he wants to be a better Flash. And he gets fucking killed! What was the point? I look. It could have ended at Kid Flash. I didn't need this, but we fucking got it. Who impaled him? Batman. Your most favorite version of Batman. (sighs) I hate this man. The murderous one. (laughs) It never ends with him. It never ends with him. One of these days, we're gonna read Flashpoint Beyond, which is a six-issue limited series about. Fucking Flashpoint Batman. 
Because people liked them? Is that yeah. why they... Okay. Yeah, it came out last year. Oh, okay. I thought there was time in between. Yeah, so he... Okay, so Flashpoint Batman comes back multiple times. Of course, because people like him. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So he's the one thing that came out of this, I would say. Yeah, they want to make <laughs> their just money. just made the money hands. The money hands, because DC's like... <laughs> you know our fucking money cow batman here's another version of him we know these nerds are gonna buy that shit and they do and the next did. batman movie is gonna be fucking thomas wayne watch i'm gonna oh. i want the zantana movie okay i want the raven movie i want all these other people i like Batman, but i'm tired i am um, yeah well also Thomas Wayne like fucking impales this man with a sword. Yes. I don't even know where the sword came from. Well, I mean, he's in the middle of a battleground with the Amazons and Atlanteans who are both like archaic weapon wielding people. This is true. It's just a funny visual. <laughs> Honestly, it should have been a spear. Everyone else has gotten like spears and tridents. Right. The preferred method. Um, no, he finds a big ass sword. <laughs> Get it together, at least. <laughs> I've lost it. I've lost the plot like these people did, and I had to read it. Uh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, okay. Anyway, he dies, but we, we have can't like have... we can't have any closure. He dies, no. and immediately here's another bad person fucking shit up, which is yep. the enchantress lady. Yeah, it's, they have to remind us that the enchantress is working with the Amazons. We didn't even care about her. <laughs> I think we got like maybe three panels of this lady. Yeah. Well. I it's so like the next five pages are just showing us or like the next more than that next 10 pages are literally just showing us that the battle is happening around them and like two things are everything's happening all at once and Barry can't decide what to do and then Thomas Wayne takes a magical bullet for him and is basically (laughs) and basically the only reason that he does this is to refocus Barry right to re because Barry is ostensibly like Barry's a good person like I I'm comfortable saying that yeah like he he does want to help people mm-hmm. and that has been part of like his his that's been part of like his emotional struggle mm-hmm. in the Flashpoint series is mm-hmm. that on one hand he does want to get back to his timeline but on the other hand he can't he doesn't feel comfortable ignoring the suffering of the people in front of him right right like that's part of his struggle Right. You know, so in the middle of this war, when there's all of these different places, like he could theoretically be helping Thomas Wayne, like nearly dies. And it's basically to refocus him to be like, no, like this does not matter. This timeline is not going to exist. You need to get like, you need to make your timeline happen again. You need to make this right. Right. And then Barry's just kind of like, but what about the people? And he's like, these people won't fucking exist if you do your goddamn job. Yeah. Like all this suffering will not happen if you just fucking stop being selfish. Yeah, wait, hold on. Let me, let me say it again. These people won't exist if you just do your goddamn job. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do the Batman voice. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and of course, Thomas is like, but take this letter, though. It's for myself. Right? Because at some point in the midst of this, he he wrote a letter to Bruce. <sighs> the Batmobile was auto-driving, and he, he wrote it. Great. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, Barry so, runs. Yes. And he and runs these- home panels are cool because it says like boom <laughs> the panels within it i did i did like it but yeah he runs home he goes to his his mom somehow or he gets like teleported into it like i don't understand like he's starting to yeah. run and then he kind of gets like pulled out and thrown 
but to his mom. Yeah, because he's like he's trying to run through time, and then he gets pulled out to talk to his mom because like he's not his heart isn't in it yet. Yeah, and they have the cosmic treadmill, which made me laugh. I it's, he's not on the treadmill. It's giving no, flashbacks. but it's, it's there, and yeah. it's hel- like what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right. You're right. The cosmic treadmill is just it is funny. It's just there. I I got too lost in the sauce. All right, you were paying attention to plot. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I I I have been so fried by reading comic books that I forgot how objectively funny it is that the flash uses a fucking treadmill to run through time it's so ridiculous anyway <laughs> he does but he does as this happening. was my she hulk moment <laughs> as that is happening he does stop and he has conversations with conversations with his mom and his mom has sense yeah she's like you cannot allow this to exist solely because of me like we got to be together during this time mm-hmm. let it go I'm at peace with this. You need to be at peace with this. Yeah. And this is when Barry, with his whole heart, goes back in time and stops himself. Yeah. And in the midst of it, he sees, like, while he's making that decision to stop himself, he sees different timelines. He sees the timeline that was, the timeline of Flashpoint, and then the timeline that could be. Yeah right and that's i think what leads us into the new 52 aka the bane of my existence (laughs) (laughs) lol yeah uh yeah he wakes back up just like he did in like the first issue where he's been overworking himself and he's like what the fuck but this time all is right in the world Mm -hmm. he has his powers Mm mm-hmm and then how does this does this end with him visiting his family and no. making right with them? No. Why would that? Because people don't care about the Flash. <laughs> they care about Batman. He ends with goddamn Batman. So he goes to Bruce. And I'm not Bruce is like soldering something, but it kind of looks like he's knitting. <laughs> he's just he's just fiddling with his stuff. He's in his man cave. Yeah. Fiddling. And he comes in and he's like, what? What's up, man? <laughs> what? Hi. Right. And just... <sighs> Clearly you're upset. What's wrong? <laughs> and he tells him, he's like, I'm using Bruh. my bat emotional intelligence. <laughs> bing, 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 bing. It's like going off. Bing, 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 right? bing. Disturbed. <laughs> Sadness. Boo. Right. He's got a little pamphlet off the side. <laughs> yeah. Offer physical comfort. Pat, pat. <laughs> when the when the fun's no longer fun. <laughs> like when your friend is sad. Listen. Yeah. Uh, so he does ask. And then the Flash kind of explains like, well, I was selfish. And like, you know, led to like a no-no zone. But I'm a no-no zone? <laughs> Everything was sad for a little bit. <sighs> And Bruce being Bruce is like, I mean, I would have done the same. <laughs> yeah. Because they're, you know, they're comic book characters. And yeah. they have the ability to do that. Fucking Flash is like, Bruce, also. I just told you everything was fucked up. But here's this letter from the future fake future fi- d- dimension. Right. Here you go. <laughs> like, if your dad had lived, then this is the letter he would have written you if you had died. 
and we didn't get to read it. I wanted to read the fucking letter, but we were. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I there is. I don't remember when it happens, but there's a point in time where Batman ends up in the Flashpoint universe and he has like a conversation with Thomas. Of course. <laughs> like face to face, and then after that, Thomas, of course, ends up in the main universe. It's it's a lot of things that happen all at once. Of but course. It's just. <sighs> he he is... reads the letter. He I just uh, he reads the letter and he cries because it's his dad. Yeah, and so we end up. It, it's okay. So there is something that uh, I encounter in sort of fandom spaces, right? And it is this frustration that people who like their primary faves are characters that are not part of the Bat family. Like this frustration with like the the preeminence of Batman and the Bat family on everything. Mm-hmm. And reading this, like I I understand it. Like it's Batman should not have been the end of this book. I agree with you because like, how is it possible that we? went through this entire journey mm-hmm. this entire journey of learning about flash family members his friends his mom all these things and we're ending on bruce yeah what like, it's called bruce, flash point <laughs> it's the emotional catharsis he gets the emotional ending this book end this book began with like Barry struggling to connect with his family. And he still doesn't. What was the point? He didn't learn by the end of it, it he learns things. We know that he learns things, right? But like we don't get to see it pay off though. Exactly. Like we didn't see like him go to his family and be like, I I'm going to be more present for you guys. Like I've been living mm-hmm. in the past. I've been living in with the things that I don't like these memories that I create the conversation he had with, with Batman, which was very much like, well, I remember like growing up with my mom because I saved her in that timeline. Right. And when I came back, I didn't lose those memories. That conversation could have been had with his family. Yeah. Because yeah. that was such a big conflict. Yeah. Well, like it's, that's, supposed to be like i think the thesis statement of his character arc of like the flash you have to keep moving forward you know yeah and he does come to that conclusion but he doesn't it doesn't end with him reconciling with iris and with the rest of his family like i think i think we're supposed to get the sense like the the emotions of that reconciliation with the end of kid flash lost but that gets overpowered with bart dying (laughs) Yeah, and we don't we don't end there. We don't end as an audience, we don't end with that mm-hmm. on the forefront of our mind. We end with a big battle. Yeah. Cause it's a summer event and yeah, like there's gonna be a big battle. Yeah, you gotta and you then have to we'll, take your action figures and smash them against each other. Yeah, so we can, you know, sell the fucking figures. Yeah. But we don't we end up caring more about Batman ultimately. Mm-hmm. And like Thomas was in like three to four issues and we read so many <laughs> thomas I, I thomas wayne was like a major supporting character like barry allen's the main character and then thomas wayne is like the next important in this event yes. i would say but it just 
it is so weird that we end with the re with the emotional resolution of his storyline and not the emotional resolution of Barry's storyline. Right. It could have just been like I don't mind that resolution because yeah, it's kind of like okay, yeah, the whole reason Thomas is willing to be a part of this is because he wants Bruce mm -hmm. back, whatever right. version that means, right? We could have had two pages of this and then the last like six be with his family. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, his conversation with Batman could have begun and ended with him handing over the letter and then leaving and then him having, in essence, the conversation he has with Batman with Iris. Yes. Because that I think would have been emotionally satisfying for both storylines. Mm -hmm. But instead, yeah. instead, what we get is like, like this this event it feels like a machine yes like it feels like there's something cold in there like it does feel like it i do think jeff johns like jeff johns is a very good writer in general i do think like he had the passion to tell a flash story i just think that like because this was set up as like this major summer event and because it was supposed to be like this big money maker because like big crossover events don't just happen because mm -hmm. people want them to happen. They happen because like DC sales are down and this is to encourage people to buy all of the books. Right. Right. So like, you know, this was made to be a moneymaker. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't think it ultimately was, but because it was meant to be a moneymaker, you have like, I, I don't want to call it fan service because I think fan service is fun and this was not fun. But you do have like this whole thing of like, all right, what's going to bring people in? Batman. Everybody loves Batman. You know, it's like um, it's like the the like jingling the keys, like oh jingle jingle jangle. Like I said, your favorite word. Look back over here. Look, we ended with Batman. Now you have to read all of it because we ended with Batman, mm -hmm. and it just feels like like it feels like they use Batman and Batman as a character kind of ends up hijacking the ending of the story. Yes. Yeah. It's uh. The Flash ends up being a side side character in his story. Yeah. Because of Batman. Because of fan servicey stuff. And not necessarily fan servicey, but like what you said, where it's like we know the formula that works. And it's mm -hmm. what I was having a conversation with all my friends, or our mutual friend. Um, mm -hmm. and they were talking about Marvel, excuse me, and DC and stuff. And it, I just <laughs> I'm not that into sports. But I do feel like liking DC is like liking a losing team. <laughs> you want it to be great. Oh, you do. Uh, like yes. I want, I would have loved for the Flashpoint event to be wonderful. Mm -hmm. So there's more interest in other stories because they hit almost every hero and villain. Mm-hmm. Out of all of them, the ones I'm like, okay, like we were like 60 something issues. Yeah, we read 65 issues. Out of all of those, I would like to read more of the Frankenstein ones mm -hmm. and the Tracy ones. Mm -hmm. Two, two characters. Uh, not even the Flash. I don't give a fuck about the Flash. If I don't have to read the Flash ever again, okay. I know we will. Because he's a big boy. Like he's one of the big ones. Yeah. But I'm not interested in reading Wonder Woman right now. I'm not interested in reading uh, Superman. I'm not interested in reading Aquaman. Like they had, they did such a number on these heroes. And I'm like, I need a break from you guys for a little bit to yeah. miss you. 
a little bit. It's it's a losing fucking team. I'm just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I still like Batman mm-hmm. and the Justice League. But damn, y'all keep dropping the ball. Yeah. How you drop it so many times? I don't get it. And it's what you're saying. It was a cash grab at the end mm-hmm. of the day. Because if, I guess let's go into like, would you recommend the event no. or the, the ones we just read? No. no. So... <laughs> There are some I would recommend the the kid lost ones. Yeah, that one was that one was good, but it was like almost entirely divorced from the event. Exactly, all the ones that I like <laughs> are ones that like are their own stories. Tracy's could have been her own story. The Tracy's would have been great. Their own story. The kid Flash one, its own story, and they work well because I think the team that worked on it was like okay i guess like my bosses are telling me to do this but i'm gonna do it in the way that i know mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know if i would recommend i said who i would recommend and that's it project superman if lois would have lived i would recommend it but she doesn't so there's no point yeah anyway i, don't, I think i'm burnt out like i'm just i'm burnt out from this event like i Right now, I don't think I can recommend anything just because I'm so exhausted. <laughs> oh, I wish y'all could see her face. <laughs> Zombied. Zombified. <sighs> um, but yeah, everyone, that was Flashpoint. We've covered it. We came, we saw, we survived. We did not conquer. We did not conquer because there's this, there, there are no winners here. Mm-mm. No, it's a story full of losers <laughs> and pain. Us. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Including us. Well, we're done with Flashpoint. Yeah. We are going to keep on going, though. What are we reading next week, Miranda? Uh, next week, we are reading I Kill Giants. I Kill Giants. Hold on. Let me, let me look up who wrote it. Okay. I Kill Giants, which was published by Image... Uh, and it was uh, created by Joe Kelly and J.M. Ken Namira. Awesome. I'm excited to get out of DC Universe for a little bit um, and read something out, out of the main focus. So, yay! Uh, Miranda, where can the people find you? Well... If you would like to reach out to me directly, I am Dynamighty Miranda on TikTok. I repeat dinos and dinosaur. My, Miranda, or Mighty as in Mighty Mouse. Miranda, that's my name. Don't wear it out. I am your friendly neighborhood amateur Batman historian. Uh, I go live on TikTok twice a week on Thursdays and Saturdays at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us as a group, you can feel free to send us an email at thesidekicks at gmail.com. I repeat, the sidekicks, capital T-H-E, capital S-E-I-D, capital K-I-C-K-S at gmail.com. Feel free to send us an email if you have a recommendation, if you have a criticism, if you work in the industry and would like to talk to us, we would love to talk to you. Additionally, because we are on iTunes, you can leave us a five-star review. If you leave us a five-star review, we will read it on air. If you leave us a funny one, we will read it in a funny voice. Aleda, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram as ComfyAct and TikTok as Orchata Chica Arts. It's mostly art stuff. That's it. Leave reviews, guys. It helps promote the podcast. Um, tell your friends about it. It's a good time. Yeah. Listen to our brains melt for <laughs> six weeks, eight weeks. <laughs> so long. Uh, so at Miranda. the beginning of this, yes, I promised something. Yes. May I present 
for your entertainment. Yes. We didn't start the flashpoint. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> Ralph Disney body whore, Barry can't run no more. Why the fuck Booster Gold? Seriously, why is he here? Amazon's on the attack. The resistance fighting back. Grifter Cricket Britannia. We didn't start the Flashpoint. It was always gunning since the Flash been running. We didn't start the Flashpoint. No, we didn't send it. Still, we try to end it. Frankenstein fighting Nazis. Amazon's making copies. Atlanteans want the whole world to drown. The the Graysons fly again or never fly again. Whoopsie Daisy dead man. Thomas Wayne is Batman and Martha's the murder clown. Six kids form Shazam. Gorilla Grodd kills again. Tracy 13 trying to keep save the world. Beast Boy, Red Tornado, uh, Guy Gardner, no Marlon Brando. But Cersei and Jason Todd, through space she's been hurled. We didn't start the flashpoints. It was always gunning since the flash been running. We didn't start the flashpoints. No, we didn't send it, still we try to end it. Superman can't fight, will Bart Allen survive the night? Hal Jordan's such an asshole. Aubin Sir, White Lantern, Outsider, and finds the pattern. Where the fuck did the magic go? European blitzkrieg, shocking violent death fatigue. This world has no goddamn heroes. Jeff Johns, Rex Ogle, fuck you. Francis Lowell, Lois Lane gets fridged by a subject zero. We didn't start the flashpoints. It was always gone and since the flash been running, we didn't start the flashpoints. No, we didn't send it, so we tried to end it. We didn't start the flashpoints. It was always gone, and since the world, since the flash been running, we didn't start the flashpoints. No, we didn't send it, so we tried to end it. Yeah. Woo! That was awesome. I love it. Well, thanks, everyone. We didn't start the flashpoint, but we did try to end it. And now we've ended it. So we will talk to y'all next week. Bye. Yeah.